Through cruel misfortune, they vainly strove on mountains of ice, their ships were drove. The Eskimo in his skin canoe was the only one who made it through. From Lady Franklin's Lament around 1855. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall and this is the Awanaju Almanac devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for February 18th to 25th, 2022, and it's the last quarter of the snow moon, and what a beautiful moon it's been. So here are some natural and unnatural events. In the spring of 1845, Sir John Franklin led an expedition of 129 men and two ships to find the Northwest Passage from the Atlantic to the Pacific. They never came back. Ill-prepared for an Arctic winter, their ships were crushed in the ice, and the explorers apparently succumbed one by one to the harsh conditions and to starvation. Their equipment may have been suitable for winter in England, but not for the far north. Later, more successful expeditions copied the clothing and equipment of the indigenous people of that region. Now, this writer has a certain amount of sympathy for those poor sailors, having experienced a hint of the dangers of poor preparation for cold conditions just as they did. Shortly after the ice storm of 1998, I decided to go to our camp on Cobbs Cook Bay, once again blurring the fine line between courage and foolhardiness, as I too often do. I threw a few things into the Jeep pickup and headed north. Arriving and driving down over the field in four-wheel drive, the truck seemed to be sliding in every direction at once, and I should have backed out and gone home right then. Instead, I got out with no ice cleats on my boots and immediately fell on the ice, injuring my hip. I managed to hobble through the woods to the camp, dragging a few supplies. And for the next two days, I lay on the bed too stiff and sore to do much besides keeping a fire going and eating an entire legendary Dahlstrom fruitcake, which kept me from starving as poor Franklin and his men did. As my old friend used to say, proper preparation prevents poor performance. But enough of that. Here's a field and forest report. One wintry day, walking along the road with the bay on one side and the snow-covered fire pond on the other, I saw a curious sight on the surface of the pond. The road goes over a small dam that holds the pond back from the bay and the bay from the pond. And leading away over the snow-covered ice from a patch of open water was a trail that looked as though it might have been made by a sea serpent. A smooth, curving trench 
with little walls of snow pushed up on either side. Going closer, I saw a few footprints on either side of the trail. This was puzzling, but it soon began to dawn on me. This trail was made by playful North American otters, Lontracantadensis, who like to slide on their bellies on ice and snow or mud and may go hundreds of yards this way just for the pure joy of it. No wonder their trails look like a bobsled run. They were bobsledding long before bobsleds were even invented. Here's a saltwater report. For an Arctic adventure with a happier ending than Franklin's, you might enjoy the Arctic schooner Bowden, 100 Years of Wind, Sea, and Ice by Catherine Beals, published by Down East Books in 2020. This is the fascinating story of a main-built ship designed to sail the Arctic and to stand up to being frozen in the ice. And it has been doing that for a century. The author has created an exciting mix of adventure, history, and boat talk just right for our winter evening. And here's a rank opinion. While we're in a warm chair and well-fed and reading about winter adventures, it's good to remember those who are cold and hungry here in Maine and worldwide. We think of the women and children of Afghanistan, trampled by overreaching empires for ages and with some of the coldest weather anywhere. Call your church or town office for help locally or go to care.org or cwsglobal.org to help globally. And finally, here's a seed pod for you. This is from uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, 1884 to 1962. When will our consciences grow so tender that we will act to prevent human misery rather than avenge it? That's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.